Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, welcome to episode 20. This is flying by to me, flying by. It feels like I just started this podcast the other day. So a couple things. One, I just moved into my apartment building. So as I am talking, this is the first week of the podcast that I am doing it from my new apartment. I am living about five miles away from where I grew up, the house I grew up in, and I'm still in the same town I grew up in. Originally, I wanted to move somewhere new and exciting, like I was in Austin, Texas, or like another big city. Um, but I decided that it would be more intelligent for me right now to just take kind of a lateral move, it feels like, instead of like a fun, exciting one, and just make it exciting. Because uh, a couple of reasons. One, I want my support system to be by me as I build my business. And really, this is the first time I'm living completely by myself. So I just think it's good to have my support system relatively close. And in addition, I want to be able to spend this whole year keeping my head down and working on my business from somewhere that isn't that new or novel, because this is going to just really encourage me to stay in, like, I know the area already, so I don't need to go explore anything. I'm just going to stay completely focused on my business, how I can grow it from exactly where I'm at. And if I can do that, well, then you can definitely find a way to make meaningful income from wherever you are, even the freaking neighborhood or city you grew up in. So no excuses, people. And I'm very happy here, by the way. I have my cute little white Christmas tree behind me with the rainbow lights and I got an air fryer. My mama just bought me an air fryer. She's very sweet. And I'm just really happy. This is great. This is the perfect little spot I needed. I had somebody over the other day for the first time in my own space and it felt really good just to not have to like explain myself to anyone and to have my own space, you know? So it's beautiful. So as I continue to grow my business, learn and coach and gain more experience, I'm learning that I, well, I'm getting better at it, first of all. And I'm also learning that I would have done things a little bit differently, which is totally part of the process. So this episode today, we're going to talk about the difference between facts and thoughts. Um, we're going to separate the first two parts of the model. And looking back at it, I would have put this episode probably as a first, second or third episode, but I'm not going to change it in the list of episodes. I could very easily do that, but I don't want to, because I want you guys to see that as a part of evolving, growing, making meaningful income, making deliberate decisions and putting yourself out there into the unknown, you're going to have to do things that you're going to look back on later and go, why did I do it that way? Because you have to learn, right? So when I do my course, I'm almost done with my making meaningful income course. I'm very excited to launch that. As of right now, I've been doing general coaching, just getting better at coaching. I'm going to recommend that my clients watch this or listen to this episode first or second and very, very early on. But it's going to remain in the 20th slot of my podcast because I do want to show you guys that as you make meaningful income, you're going to have to do things and just learn from them and learn as you go. And this is part of it, right? Um, learning that this episode would be one of the better episodes to listen to first as opposed to number 20 is great insight that I wouldn't have had if I would have just started out assuming that this was the right way to do it to begin with. Hopefully that makes sense. So as you learn, you're going to have to just grow, learn, make mistakes. I wouldn't even consider this a mistake, but it's something that I would have done differently. But that's part of learning, right? That's part of gaining experience is learning that, well, things I've done in the past aren't how I do it now because of the new perspective I have from the experience I've gained. All right. So I'm pretty excited for this episode. And... If you're in my Making Meaningful Income course, this is going to be the first or second podcast that you're going to be listening to if you're following all the instructions I give you. <laughs> so today we're talking about the difference between facts and thoughts. 
and this is really important. This is probably the most important thing you can learn in terms of the model. And I want to just do a quick refresh. I'm going to always give you refreshers of the model because you cannot learn this material enough. The more you learn it, the more you can evolve, the more you can take it deeper. And I'm still learning new things about the model every time I use it. So you can definitely keep learning from this podcast. So the model shows us that our circumstances trigger our thoughts, which create our feelings, drive our actions, and create our results. Really, really simple way to see our mind. And now if we don't understand how to really determine the difference between a circumstance, which is a fact, or a thought, which is an optional sentence in our mind, then it gets really tricky and we end up losing a lot of the control we could have over our lives. So remember, a circumstance in the model, we can also call it a fact, is something that has to be provable. You have to have physical evidence for it. It can't include a judgment. It can't include an opinion. It's not subjective at all. So for example, a circumstance could be the weather. It is raining outside. That's a fact. It could also be your past. I said this yesterday. I bought this thing in the past. I did this. I had this result in the past. All those are circumstances. It can also be anything anyone else does or says. This person said this. This person did that. Anything outside of our control also. So you can think of a circumstance as something outside of our control, which is truly outside of our control. All right. Now, thoughts, on the other hand, remember, are just an optional sentence in our mind. For example, I am fat. That's a thought. Now, why is that a thought? Because it's subjective. You could think that being five pounds overweight means that you're fat, or you could be 300 pounds overweight, and we're using overweight, even that is kind of subjective, but we'll say like to the BMI, even though I know that's not the right way to measure, but let's just, for example, as a fact. Um, So I weigh 300 pounds, circumstance, right? That's a provable fact. But I am fat is going to be a thought. And the reason why it's so important to understand and differentiate these accurately is because circumstances are truly out of our control, right? That's a fact. But thoughts are something we completely control with our mind and we can change just by understanding that we do have control over them and they're completely optional. The other most important part of this, other than what's in our control and what's not in our control, is that facts do not hurt. Remember the model, circumstances trigger thoughts, which are optional which create feelings. Circumstances do not create feelings. They can't. All right, so I'm going to give you an example of this, and then I'm also going to give you the Joe Dispenza really scientific explanation so that you can understand like rationally that circumstances cannot create feelings in our body. So let's say an example. All right, so let's say somebody walks up to you. Let's call them John. John says you are ugly. That's a fact, right? So that for a lot of people, it's going to make them feel bad. Why? Because the fact is that John said you were ugly, and then you had a thought about it that created a negative emotion in your body. So what happens is when we have a thought off of a circumstance, it always creates an emotion, and this is why it makes you feel bad. Remember, you could feel any different way. When John says you are ugly, you might not feel bad, but let's say, for example, the reason you feel bad in this situation is because you thought, oh, he's right. Or maybe you thought, oh, he must notice my messed up teeth or my horrible mole or whatever it is. Some insecurity that you already had, John, the circumstance, triggered that thought that was a pre-existing thought in your, in your imagination already. So what happened was the circumstance of John saying you're ugly did not create the emotion of feeling bad about yourself. Your thought that agreed with what John said is why you're feeling bad. And we know this is true because not everyone would feel the same way. If a circumstance was inherently what creates emotion, then everyone would feel the same way about every circumstance because the circumstance would be creating the emotion, not the thought internally. So let's say an example, the same exact thing, right? John walks up to me and he says, hey, you're ugly. Well, I'm not going to feel bad 
because I really don't believe that I'm ugly. I just don't think that. So I'd be like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. Or what did I do? My, really what I would be thinking is what the heck's wrong with this guy? Like what, what's going on? He needs a hug. Like that wouldn't make me feel bad about myself. It would just make me feel like maybe confused, genuinely confused about why he's saying this to me. So that's my example, right? If the circumstance triggers feelings, then everybody would have the same feeling for every circumstance, but it's not what creates feelings. Facts do not hurt. They can never create an emotion inside. And let me explain this from the Joe Dispenza. I promised you the rational explanation, so you're getting it. So in the book, The Breaking, ha- Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, it's been the book I've been on for like the last month. It's just great. So I've been referencing a lot in the podcast. But Joe Dispenza says that when you have a thought, what happens is your neurotransmitters, um, they talk to your the part of your brain that does hormones, and it releases hormones in your body. And that's what, a, that's what an emotion is. It's actually a hormonal release into your body. That's why every emotion you feel physically vibrating in your body because your hormones are going off. It's a physical chemical change, a physical chemical change. It's a chemical change in your body that is physical. It's like actually you're chemically changing your body when you have a thought. But circumstances do not do that. So imagine John walks up to me and says, hey, you're ugly. If I didn't hear him say that, There's no way I could have a chemical change in my body. The reason that I have an emotion is because I interpret whatever he said with a thought, one sentence in my brain that creates an emotion. So like physically, circumstances cannot create emotion. Let's look at another example that's a little more extreme. Let's say somebody dies in your family, right? If them dying created sadness or heartbreak or overwhelm, then the second they died, you'd feel that in your body but that's not what happens. What really happens is they pass away and then you get a phone call. The phone call creates a thought in your mind. You finding out that fact happened is what creates a thought, which creates the emotion. So if somebody dies, it can't create the emotion in your body until you hear about it and you have a thought about it. So again, facts cannot create emotion in your body. And this is so important to understand because what happens most of the time is that people confuse their thoughts for facts. And when that happens, we take something that's completely in our control, a thought, and we give all of our control away by assuming it's a fact. And people do this all the time. I hear it very much so in my life, especially now that I'm a coach. I listen to these things. I don't always correct people or do the coaching on it, but somebody will say, you know, this happened to me. I I have a bad life. This is a really common one. I've had a really hard life. And when you say that and you think it's a fact, but it's really just a thought, remember optional sentences in your mind it totally removes you from being able to to control it. And then you think that that's a fact. So let's just throw that in a model as if it was a fact. If I say fact, I've had a hard life, you can't do anything to control it. Facts are outside of our control. So now I've taken all the control away from me to be able to change it. But if I think of that sentence as optional, it's actually just a thought, not a fact, which it is. So like circumstance, let's say for, like we wanna get really specific. So let's say for example, The reason I'm thinking I've had a hard life is because my mom died when I was young. So let's say that example. So circumstance, mom died when I was five years old. That's a fact. It's provable. But now my thought about that is I've had a really hard life. Well, that's going to create a lot of negative emotion in our bodies and a lot of disempowerment. And what happens a lot of the times is people accidentally create situations with their thinking where they become a victim. And the definition of victimhood is when you disempower yourself or remove power from being able to change or take control. So when a circumstance triggers a thought that we think is a fact, for example, again, I've had a hard life because of this situation with my mom dying, well, now we create a system where we're a victim and we can't actually change or get better. And we, we, most of the time we suffer more than we have to, and we don't give ourselves the control to create our own results. 
So let's look at this situation again. So let's say circumstance, mom dies when I was five. And I wanna reiterate again, because we've gotten really specific on the circumstance, which is a fact, mom died, now we can manage our thinking about that as opposed to thinking that our thought was a fact to begin with. And this is what happens, right? We create these stories in our head. And what happens is there's like one fact and like 30 thoughts. And we just think that the whole thing is just one true fact. So again, when you say the thought, I've had a hard life, there's probably only like three or four things in there that are factual that you're making that determination off of, but you have a whole story about it, right? And it's creating results in your life that most of the time you don't want. When you think the thought, I had a hard life, you're not typically creating results that you want from that because it's very disempowering. It leaves you with no control to make it better. And it, again, it makes you feel like a victim. So let's say the same situation. Let's just try different thoughts. Once we understand that I've had a hard life is an optional thought, we can play with other thoughts that will create other results. And that's how you use the model. So let's say, again, exact same circumstance. Mom died when I was five. Let's just play with other ways to think about it. Just to see. Just try this. Like, like literally trying on new thoughts is just like, let's just try it on, see how it feels, see what we feel in our body. Why not? Once we realize that's optional, well, we can play around with different options and we have control over it. Um, so this actually, in doing this, we can control how we feel, even if the circumstance is something that most people would traditionally see as very negative. So let's try this on for size. Circumstance, same one, right? Mom passed away when I was five. New thought. She is always with me. That's an option, right? What if you chose to believe instead of, I've had a hard life, which really creates a lot of disempowerment. What if you just chose to believe she's always with me? Everything I do, I know my mom's with me helping me make those decisions. You can just choose to believe that. I'm not saying it's, it's, there's like no such thing as a right or wrong thought, but imagine if you did believe that, you'd probably get different results in your life that would come from a place of empowerment and love as opposed to feeling like you're out of control in your life or that hard things just happen to you, which doesn't really create good results ever to think thoughts like that. So let's try another one out. I'm so blessed to have had those five years with my mom, with such a wonderful person. That's a thought you can believe, right? And in doing that, you don't have to say that it was good that she passed away. You don't have to make it a positive, but you can just choose to focus on the positive in the situation, which creates a different result. It creates a different emotion in your body, which is everything. Another thought you could think is, this made me a very strong person. Do you see the difference there? The exact same circumstance, you could decide to think that you are out of control and what a hard life you've had, or this situation made me really strong. Do you feel the difference in your body just hearing those thoughts? And this is so important. The reason it's so important is because when we can deliberately decide what we want to think about the facts, just the facts in our life, we can create results regardless of what the facts are. And I know this is true because some people have had circumstances in their life that would make it more traditionally difficult to get things done. And I like, I like examples like Eminem, what's his name, Sylvester Stallone. We all know the examples, right, where they came from nothing. And they decided that their circumstances would not create the results. They used the model without, like, without technically understanding the model, they used it, right? They decided they were going to believe and choose their beliefs that would serve them no matter what circumstance. And it worked for them. Why? Because the model always works. Now, remember, the issue comes from unawareness. The model is just a tool to teach awareness. Once we're aware that our thoughts are creating our feelings and it has nothing to do with our circumstances, like we can think whatever we want about any circumstance, well, then we have all the power in our life to create whatever results we want. We no longer live a story of victimhood without realizing that that's what we're doing. And if we do choose stories that don't serve us, we can at least be aware that we're choosing that and that we want to live in that story. And there are people who do want to live in disempowerment and they want to live in the victimhood. But I think a lot of people more often than not, once they find out that this is an optional thing to be living in, 
they decide empowerment over feeling like a victim. What happens is that we're not aware that we're doing the victimhood, right? Like I've done this in my life a lot before I learned the model. Like there were so many things in my life where I'm like, that circumstances make me feel bad. And I was disempowering myself where it's like, no. And I would blame other people for my feelings. And I would blame my past for why I don't have things. And once you realize that that actually is an option, you can choose things that would create new results. And that's the power of the model. It's amazing. But you have to be able to understand the difference between an actual fact and a thought that's an optional sentence in your mind. And once you can differentiate those things, well, you can create whatever you want in life. And you don't have to feel bad and feel like a victim and feel disempowered. All right, so I just want to take a second to give you some examples of facts, and then I'll do thoughts, just so you can get some really good practice in. So some facts. This is a circumstance in the model. I weigh 400 pounds. If that's true, that's a fact. This person said, I am stupid. That's a fact, because somebody said that, right? My dog died last year in March. Fact. My mother-in-law brought macaroni salad to Thanksgiving in 2015. That one's not a fact because it's not true, but it should be a fact if it was true, right? And this is really good, right? Because what happens a lot of times is that we have all these stories around what happened. And once we get to the actual facts of what happened, like it's a self-correcting thing. You're like, okay, that's actually what happened. Everything else was just my thoughts. I kind of sound a little silly now that I'm upset about that, right? It's a self-correcting process. Once you can separate the facts from the thoughts, it's just very enlightening. And you often don't end up making the same choices to think that way once you can separate the facts from the thoughts. You save yourself a lot of unnecessary suffering and you just put yourself right back in the driver's seat of your own life. All right, now let's look at some thoughts. So I'm fat. We said that earlier, right? I feel ugly. I don't like that person. That's totally a thought, guys. Like you can totally choose if you want to like someone or not. It's completely optional. I've had a hard life. It's a really, really common thought I hear that people just accept as a fact. I don't like my stepmother. She's always stirring the pot. She gossips a lot. I can't believe how annoying he is. My boyfriend makes me mad. I can't afford that. There's just no way I could quit my job. I need to go to school. I have to get a job. Here's a really fun thought that people love to think is a fact. I have to take care of my kids. And it's so funny, right? Because you don't actually have to do that. That is an optional sentence in your mind. The fact is you do have children, but you don't have to take care of them. And in fact, a lot of people don't take care of them, but you want to. Why? Because you want to have a loving family and you want to be a good parent. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you act like you, the sentence, I have to take care of my kids is a fact, it's disempowering. No, let's just change the word. I get to take care of my kids. Same circumstance, you have kids, but now you get to take care of them. You want to take care of them. You enjoy taking care of them. Do you see the difference? Facts don't create any kind of emotion and they're out of our control. Thoughts are completely in our control and they create all of our emotion. So when we can separate the facts from the thoughts, well, we create lives that we really want to be a part of. And we stop feeling like we're out of control in our lives. It's just an amazing thing. All right, so this has been a little bit more of a technical episode and one filled with semantics. But you know what? The semantics make all the difference. They really, really do. So remember, guys, facts or circumstances are outside of our control and they never create emotion. Thoughts are triggered by circumstances, just optional sentences in our mind, and they create emotion. And from emotion, we take all of our action or inaction. And from all of our actions and inactions, we create our results. So really, the most powerful thing you can ever do is start to understand what thoughts are going around in your head and really interrogate them to make sure that they're not facts and they're just thoughts that are completely changeable, that'll change everything. Thank you guys so much. What a lovely episode 20. If you're in my Making Meaningful Income 
course, like we're going for it. We got six months to change everything and it's going to work for you. Just make sure that we're watching our facts versus our thoughts. Have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you guys next week.